welcome to Resilience Unraveled. I'm your host, Dr. Russell Thackeray. This podcast is a result of my fascination with health issues, resilience, performance, mental health, accountability and critical thinking, along with many of the other obsessions I bump into in my life. I spend my time working with highly successful teams, organisations and people, and this podcast introduces their remarkable stories, as well as my synthesis of the key issues, tips and strategies to thrive in life. If you find this podcast useful, you can also find other information at qedod.com or russellthackeray.com. Stay tuned to the end for details of how to order a free ebook. Enjoy the podcast. So today I wanted to talk about something a little different. Um, well, today is February the 13th, and I thought it'd be useful to um, put together a short podcast around how to survive Valentine's Day, which in most cultures come on, comes on February the 14th, and there's no exception here. And in the UK, I've um, had the experience of going to buy my wife's Valentine's Day card and wincing at the sheer extravagance, the pricing of... Um, um, Valentine's Day cards, quite extraordinary. It's almost like for men there's a guilt pricing because if you compare male cards and female cards there's no doubt that the male cards are so much more expensive, in other words buying for a female relative. And I thought it was interesting because um, there's a lot of um, hoojima flippery around the Valentine's Day thing and I wondered if actually one of the key things we need to get a grip on is this sort of fear of missing out. I think um, a lot of the time when we're talking about Valentine's Day, we're comparing our own experience against that of this very saccharine, very sugary um, view of Valentine's Day that's been put together by Hollywood and the film industry, um, not just in Hollywood, I suppose. And um, I wonder, actually, if we need to get back to grips with what it was all about. I think depending on how long you've been in a relationship will affect your view of what Valentine's Day is, its significance, its importance and such like. And you often find people who are newly together are madly in love and chemistry is rampaging around their systems and they sort of, um, you know, can't you know, wait for Valentine's Day because there it is. It's yet another excuse to ravage each other, to um, lavish attention, presents, gifts... Uh, attention, all those different things on your partner, and there's nothing more exciting really. And then you come to people who are slightly more um, weathered in terms of relationships, uh, either because they've had more than one relationship or because actually their existing relationships is a bit older, a bit more stable, a bit more sort of secure and steady. And you often find those people who are sort of um, can be slightly cynical about the whole Valentine's Day experience. They either um, don't like the cost of it. Um, there's no doubt that um, getting a table for two on Valentine's Day is one of the trickiest things that will cost you a premium. If you want to buy red roses, stand by to um, consider getting a mortgage because that's quite ex exciting at the best of times um, and most Valentine's Day um, places, um, even at your local garage, so I'm told. Um, and, you know, there's no doubt that the cost of things goes up. And I think if you're in a more mature relationship, the sort of commentary is always made that, well, we don't need to bother with Valentine's Day because we love each other and tell each other on a regular basis. And um, I was interested in some research I read recently around um, the significance of Valentine's Day and those people who had separated. And almost universally, these, um, there was a sort of commentary on this idea that Valentine's Day had been sort of taken for granted. And I'd like to contend that however mature, however secure, however stable your relationship is, that Valentine's Day is just a good excuse to say things 
that you always think you're saying, but very rarely do. You know, how often does you actually say that you really love your partner and um, that you think the world of them or that you're, you know, a great team or whatever the phrases might be that you like to do. Certainly they're things I say to my partner and they're because it's true. And, um, and I think it's one of those things that you've got to, um, you've got to think about. It's, it's an excuse to use the occasion to remember how good you are as a, as a team as lovers, as partners. And sometimes it's an excuse really to be able to put kids to one side and say, this is a celebration of our relationship. It's not a celebration of us as parents. It's a celebration of how we as a couple, uh, whatever state that couple might be, whether you're married, whatever it might be, however that might be, it's a celebration of us as a couple, as as a statement, as a line in the sand of saying, here we are, we've reached the milestone, let's mark it and move on. Now, you don't need to, um, you know, book a tail for two and go out for a lame Valentine's Day meal if that just seems to be a, um, how can I say, a, a trophy event. You know, if, um, if you go to work and, and everyone's chatting around the water cooler and they're saying, well, what did you, your husband do yesterday? Well, nothing. Um, that seems a bit lame, but, but you could do something. Um, and you can make each other a meal, you can make each other a card, you can buy a card, you can write a card, you can say what you really think about the card rather than just sort of ticking underneath the statement and the card that says, I love you, as someone once famously told me. And sometimes when he really loved them, he ticked the card twice. I mean, that just seems, even even by most male standards, you know, somewhat lazy and, you know, heading for... Um, a biff in the face, I think, from a partner. So, but why don't you have a think about it? Why don't you deploy one of three strategies? You can avoid it totally, and that's fine. And um, you can both willingly say that, you know, we're going to negotiate to avoid it. And often it's a really great idea that you do something, but not on the day itself. I mean, certainly this year, it falls on a, let me think, Thursday. And so Thursday is not always the greatest day for going out if you're going to work and such like. So I know Saturdays and Sunday this 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 week will be busy. Well, why don't you do the Saturday four? Why don't you do Monday evening or something along those lines? Trust me, your restaurateur uh, will 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 be pleased, and so will the food stores because actually there's a huge sort of spike in demand for one night, and it all falls off again. But why go out at all? Why not just do something together? Why not just this is a novel idea that someone's suggested to me. It's, I'm not a fan of it myself, but why don't you sit on the set sofa together and hold hands for five minutes? Now, I must admit, um, if my wife's listening to this, she'll be cackling with amusement at this idea because both of us have sweaty paws. But the symbolism's interesting, isn't it? It's, it's about just for a short amount of time, making an effort, stirring your stumps and actually doing something really without any expectation of return for, your, for the other partner. And we often find that actually it's the, it's the comfort in the relationship that makes us forget to make the effort. And often it's the comfort in the relationship that actually lulls us into this idea that we are making an effort, but we really are not. And we've got those rhythms and habits and patterns. I mean, one of the things classically recommended for a couple that are going through difficult times is to have a date night. Well, why wait? Why not just have a date night anyway? And why don't take the pressure off? Don't make it a date night so you have to perform... You know, they have to have some sort of sexual outcome from the evening. Why don't you just go out and enjoy each other's company? Dump the kids somewhere and just have time for each other. I think we, we often get sort of swamped up to this idea of, of job roles, a mother or a father or a partner or whatever, but we very rarely lavish enough time on our relationships and perhaps that's something you could do differently this year. I mean, for some people, of course, they go all in, they buy the roses, they look the table, they get dressed up, 
and they go out and inevitably the trouble is that those expectations can be raised to such a level that it's almost impossible for any event to be able to really deliver the promise that was expected. And so sometimes it's better just to sit down before the event and negotiate what you'd like to do. If you're on the first flush, clearly it's all a surprise, it's all lovely and fill your boots. But, you know, as you get a bit older, why not negotiate what you want to do? Why don't you negotiate what it would mean for that person to know that they were loved by someone and what would be a symbolic gesture to do that? You might be surprised how insignificant that gesture might be. The key is in the asking, the key is in the caring, and the key is in the delivering whatever was requested. And of course, some people do like a present, some people do like a surprise. Not that I'm shallow, but just saying. Um, but, but the point is that if that is the thing, then put some effort into it and you know think of something exciting. But it doesn't have to be a million pounds because you left it till the last minute. You know, think of something and give it a little bit of time and, and thought. It's, a, it's an interesting thing to be able to liven up a quite dull month by using Valentine's Day to sort of put some light back into your relationship. Um, some people often go counselling on, on Valentine's Night, which I always think is a hilarious idea, um, only because there's a sense of absurdity about fixing a relationship on in that particular way, on a night of love. But, um, you know, if that's what works for you, then why not? Why don't you use Valentine's as the first day to think about relationship and the relationship goals for, you, for the year? I mean... You had New Year's Eve and set your New Year's Eve expectations, and probably most of them have been ignored by now. But why not sit down and think, over the course of this year, how do we want our relationship to be? Do we want it to grow, stick the same? I mean, some people don't, you know, actually want it to get worse, but uh, because it's just too intense, it's too, it's too absorbing, you know, for some couples... It can be a real challenge because all one of the partners wants to do is sit on the sofa, gaze into each other person, into the other person's eyes all night. You know, not moving or leaving, or you know, or having any other sort of friends or any anybody else in sort of intruding. And sometimes that can become a, a sort of tricky thing. But I think, sort of summarise, Valentine's Day is an excuse. So why not treat it as such? Why not treat it as a such to as uh, a reason to just do something, just to. Just mark it symbolically, and it doesn't have to be a big deal. Negotiate, manage expectations, and come in with a bit of a plan. If you're going to go all in, fill your boots, have an exciting day. And if you're just going to have a sensible time, then have a sensible time. And just remember one thing, whatever you write in that card is the minimum, there's the minimum expectation that a person has. So put some effort in and make sure that whatever you're writing counts and is genuine. And who knows what might happen? I wish you happy Valentine's. We hope you found today's podcast useful. If you did, why not subscribe and listen to our other podcasts? We would love it if you could leave us a review. To access our resilience coaching, contact us at info at qedod.com. And finally, if you'd like to download our free resilience ebook, go to qedod.com slash free ebook. Thanks for listening.